Sorry, lady and gentlemen. Welcome to- You've got to stop doing that. You've got to stop doing that. Because at some point, there will be some females listening, and they will just, and we won't know. We'll never know. Because they would, they, you would leave, I would guess, at that point. Or maybe you are. Tweet at me, if you are. Is that weird? That's weird to say. Okay. Um, That's fine. It's fine. fine. Uh, everyone tweet us. Not just not just the females. I'll take, I'll take anyone's that reply. So. Well, it is the 21st century, so might as well. Uh, showdown recap. Uh, that's the first thing we have on the list. So the FM Streamer Showdown is a football manager tournament, like nine invitees, and then there's the Lowdown, which is the TV show. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, that was <laughs> supposed to be like, you know, this mundane, the showdown's coming out, kind of it was starting right after this podcast is released, which is ideally on Wednesday, but that falls on me. So I give you the opportunity to blame me for it coming out on Thursday last week. Uh, mm. There was some drama today. Uh, and you'll be surprised it had nothing to do with me because I, you know, my nose is clean. I avoid drama like the nerdy girl in high school. But Dr. Ben G, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Well, some people aren't very happy with the lineup that I produce. Uh, for the, I'm already annoyed. My voice is in. It's not a calming <laughs> voice. This is it, Z. Uh, yeah, some people weren't overly happy. Uh, with the lineup that I announced, because some people think that we don't refresh it enough with new creators. Um, this will be our 10th one coming up this weekend. Tune in, have a, have a watch. Uh, yeah, we've done, let's say, 10 out of all nine quite successful ones with 24 different managers involved. And uh, we've got someone new on the lowdown. Shout out to Josh Josh Peach. He's a, like an up-and-coming streamer, really. Um, but still, people not overly happy with it. They're sick of you and me, oh. it sounds like. That's what I get the, uh, the gist of. I'm a little sick of me too. There was a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot stuff. of the emails have said that to you. So yeah. Mm. Well, uh, see, this is why I'm fishing on Twitter. That's exactly what we're fishing for. Uh, is one female to talk to that doesn't think that my ego is overblown, which was a recent yeah. YouTube comment yeah, that actually, I got. Actually, we could make this podcast get or find Zealand Shannon a girlfriend. I'm for that. Uh, can I can I vet them as well? Can I sort of do the interview? No, process? I I am perfectly emotionally satisfied. Mm, ben, I'm not sure. I'm I not am. sure. You, yeah, you mention ladies a lot at the start of this podcast. I so. well, what, it's just my favorite joke. Find Zealand a wife. If you're out there, ladies, uh, feel free to don't don't apply. Just if you think you'd be a good fit for him personally, then um, yeah, just get in contact in some way. Can we make it a part of? Uh the streamer showdown platform i feel like that would absolutely be absolutely not the elimination game you don't you don't go through to the quarterfinals but you find a wife so i'm quite happy though so that no i'll just keep wait, going out wait, every time wait 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 are you saying if you lose the elimination game your prize is a wife no no, no. if you win it you get you get that as an extra you know kfc oh. aren't offering it out but i am so we'll, we'll work on it we'll work on it this was not to do with the drama it will be now though um <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is nonsense. Well, no, uh, no, so, so, so some people are unhappy. The low down so some, surprise gift at the end. It's like, 
Congratulations. There's one of Ben's friends. It's like the price is right. Um, yeah, it's that translates across both countries, so that's fine. Um, no, no, listen. Some people are unhappy. I did a stream about it. I talked about why the, the, it is the way things are. I think most people... Things, I think this is it's, it's always the case, right? Most people do get it. Most people do understand. And the odd person that doesn't care or doesn't get it probably doesn't want to educate themselves on the topic enough to like listen to what I have to say on it so probably don't listen to this fortunately for me um but how do you see it do you think it doesn't have enough rotation this is a bold thing for me to ask do you think it has the right amount of people in it or is it just more complex than that Z I think that there's something that people need to understand that you don't unless you experience it on a regular basis it takes a lot of preparation it takes a lot of experience to be able to stream and interact in a large apparatus that reaches 250,000 people uh mm. that is that takes a lot of you know experience in front of the camera it takes a lot of experience you know working in those sorts of systems uh obviously there's streamers and creators of all different sizes but i think Especially if it's people that, and I know I would be, if I was not in the streamer showdown and I never got an invite and I felt like maybe numerically I deserved it, I would be mad because yeah. that's that's the type of ambition that that I had two years ago, right? But I'm I'm pleased they are. Do you know what I mean? Like I want people to want to be in it and be frustrated they're not in it. Like I I, I quite like that outlook. I've got no issue with that. But then if you if you boil that into like being aggressive towards a lineup that you that you're not a part of at that point i do take issue right and that makes sense but i think what me two years ago that would have been frustrated doesn't or didn't understand that i do now is that you can't just take the stream and the way you stream and the way you handle stuff and this is particularly in football manager and you can't just take that and magnify it a thousand times and put it in front of a, a thousand people i heard Somebody saying, look, raids don't usually work because if you raid somebody with two people, odds are they're not going to be ready to handle that sort of thing. They don't know how. I didn't. The first couple times I got yeah. raided and got a bunch of people like, okay, you want a thousand people watching your stream, right? Or you want 2000 people watching your stream. Can you actually do that? Do your alert or like do your alerts work that way? Do you know how to keep up with chat and flow in between the game and in the streamer showdown? There's even more things flying around. So yeah. the key—it's a different, different skill set, right? Like it's a completely different skill set from streaming for ten people to streaming for a thousand people. Absolutely. And what I didn't understand at that time, where I would have been mad and I'd be like, "Yo, I'm going to show them. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to get into the showdown," which is awesome. You just have to understand that the first step to take to do that is. You have to, I mean, watch people like Clates, even Josh, who's involved now. Brilliant. Yeah. Love his stream. The way it's laid out, like a thousand people could be watching that. There are, there are examples where, yeah, I'm glad you brought those two boys up, right? They are people that I watch and think, you can handle this now. So like, even even to the degree, right? So with the way we structure the showdowns, for those that don't watch it, on Saturday, you would do your regular stream um, during the league matches where you play everyone else in the league format. And then in the knockout stages, the further you go, you will get a raid from the person that you beat. So you've already had, in theory, right, you've already had sort of half an hour to 45 minutes of talking to that person that is then raiding you. So their audience have heard a little bit of you. So, so that there's immediately, like, they're kind of on your side. Even though you'll have lost and, or you'll have won, sorry, and you'll have knocked out their, their favorite streamer, 
when they come up to you, it builds and it builds and it builds. And so your audience is going not naturally higher, but more naturally than it would do than suddenly if we just throw loads of people at you. And, and even that is like a conscious decision to not overwhelm a streamer when they are first starting, right? They get their regular Saturday and then Sunday's supposed to feel big. Sunday's supposed to feel exciting. But if you've never done it before, it's a very difficult thing to acclimatize to quickly. And you have to do it quickly. You'll see, that's why a lot of people go through the lowdown because there's you've got you've basically got four guys to bounce off of, and then we work you towards putting you into a into a showdown. Sometimes it doesn't work like that, but some, but most of the times it does, and, and there's a good reason for that. I think making people feel comfortable, Z, is such a massive part of why I do the the things the way I do. Like there are situations where I'd love to bring in two people or three people at once, but if they're not all available, and I can't get all of those people, I'm not gonna put one person that doesn't know everybody else into an environment where they feel uncomfortable. Like, and it might look as if, oh, you're not giving people a chance. There have been probably 10 to 15, maybe even 20 points where I could have got in someone completely new and just stuck them in there. It wouldn't have been good for them. It wouldn't have been good for the show. And someone has to make that decision. And I'm sorry that it looks brutal and it's not very nice for those people that aren't selected, but it, I'm doing it from a good place. Like, and some people don't understand that. And it's very frustrating. You have to be ready. I think that's the key. Speaking of being ready... Just very quickly. I, I ultimately have to make that decision. And as someone that's done this for five or six years, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place to do that. So if you don't like it, lump it. <laughs> I, have no, I, I, I don't even know what he just said. And I, okay. I had a great well, transition to the break, but it's gone now. We'll be right back. The pain for Ben is not over, though. That's that's part of the... In the spirit of the 20 good minutes. Because we have a Premier League rundown segment. We don't do it every time. But we're going to do it this time. Because for those yeah. that don't know, Ben is... Uh, hold on. I, I know this. Ben is a an Everton fan? Is that... Why are we doing this? Honestly, first you get me on to talk about the, the podcast... Uh, the, the, the showdown being terrible. But that's, the podcast running order today is just a minefield of sadness for me. So, yeah, now we're talking about Liverpool's defeat to Everton, our impending doom, and the fact that Klopp might not be here in three weeks. Who knows anymore? Yeah, great. Thanks for this. Okay, go then. On. Let's, let's go at this from a different angle. How long can Klopp go? Okay, well, if, if, if Liverpool were to sack Jürgen Klopp, that would be utterly ridiculous. And any Liverpool fans seriously suggesting that right now are crazy. He's, the amount of goodwill that man has built up to, to this point is far and beyond what any Liverpool fan could have ever expected when he first arrived. So, calm yourselves down. As for this season, what a write-off. What an absolute shambles. When you're losing to such a small club as Everton, Z, <laughs> it's, it's gone poorly, hasn't it? Just to, just to clarify, listeners, Editor Reese is an Everton fan. He'll be loving this, and I feel ill. So, good. Yeah, what do you make What do you make of it all? Liverpool, Liverpool's demise and Everton's rise. I, really I think you're wrong, by the way. Because we've, okay, talked, we've talked about this before, because obviously you're a Liverpool fan, it's pertinent, it, they're the Premier League champions, and yeah. they suck. And you said it was the defense, you know, it, it, it makes sense because the center backs, like, they're basically rolling out, uh, who I keep calling Shane Long, it's Aaron Long, by the way. Yeah, that was I, a good we, moment we, of last week. That was I had great. no idea who you were talking about, I just let him talk to us. I thought, oh, there's another player called Shane Long in America, who knew? Turns out you meant Aaron Long. Uh, oh. <laughs> so no, sometimes with names, I just I get them mixed up. Steve Carell and Jim Carrey, I still can't tell apart in terms of like I'm 
pretty sure I mixed up their first names that time. I, it just happens. I have a big head. It's easy to lose things. But I think you're wrong on, on Liverpool on one account. Okay. They can't score. And I understand the argument that, like, the center backs are rotating. Like, you've got the children of the corn playing center back. Jordan Henderson's not in the midfield, and then he goes back to center back, and he gets hurt. You can't score. And I, I, I understand that there's a build-up element that you're missing, but like, ah, good. Firmino, well, glad, Salah, and Mane are there. And okay, the goal-scoring output goes down a little. They're like one of the worst goal-scoring teams in the league in the new year. Yeah, it's not going brilliantly. Um, you're right. It's more systemic than just we can't score. Our ability to switch the ball from one side to the other side without Jordan Henderson, without Virgil van Dijk, is hugely impacted. You think about the amount of goals... Liverpool would score with players coming in at the back post and either pulling it back for someone else or just having a shot on goal from crosses from Trent, from Andy Robertson. I love Thiago. He's, a, he's a clearly a good player. But even a player like Thiago moves the ball too slowly. Wijnaldum moves the ball too slowly. Milner, like Curtis Jones, they all move the ball that little bit too slowly. And as a result, everyone is impacted ahead of him. Players are impacted out wide. It's just not very good. And credit to Everton, right? Everton signed up. We are Liverpool are an incredibly beatable side right now with our sort of sixth and seventh choice defenders, it feels like at the moment. Um, so these teams are seeing that we are weaker than we ever have been before. And rather than sitting back and just defending against this like potent front line, they are going, well, we're going to get you. And they are doing regularly. And I hate it. But equally, we talked about it last week. We've... <sighs> It's hard to knock Liverpool fans right now, having won a Champions League and then a Premier League in, in consecutive seasons. This sucks, but this is part of football. And ultimately, Z, I'm fine. Do I do I sound fine, everybody? I think I'm fine. So <laughs> you've talked yourself into a state of being fine. I think I'm it, fine. But as teams fall, other teams rise. And one of the teams that has risen, that was quite literally in the relegation battle to the final weekend last season is West yeah. Ham. Yeah. Spearheaded by a resurgent wonder kid you might have heard of named Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that is bizarre, isn't it? I feel like I'm the Premier League correspondent on this podcast. Uh yeah. No, it's it's very strange because he's the sort of footballer that feels like he's still twenty two, but he's actually like twenty seven at this point. And Everyone sort of looks at him as oh, this young prospect that eventually will come good. But the, look, from what I can tell, Jesse Lingard continues to celebrate goals like he's the best player in the world, which I'm all for, by the way. It's quite clear he loves football and is such a catalyst now for what they're doing on the pitch. They've got some really good players. Like Suchek's been a revelation this year, right? He's been so, so good. And the more they can continue to build and keep the momentum, like that's actually, that's so important for teams like West Ham that aren't normally there to just keep the momentum going, keep the performances coming. And yeah, Jesse Lingard sort of epitomizes that. His his work ethic and his ability to make things happen at the top end of the, of the table is, yeah, it's, it's so important. And they are continuing to do it and continuing to defy, I guess, the odds, right? It's the, the fact they're above Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton right now, Chelsea, it's crazy. Do you think they can do it? I'll answer this question after you, but do you, do you think they can actually stick a Champions League spot? No, because I think Chelsea and Liverpool ultimately are better sides. And I think for a side like West Ham, as much as Liverpool have been hindered by, hindered by injuries, if West Ham pick anything up of that nature, then it's a lot more difficult for them. The, the one advantage they have, and they will probably, like mentally, this will become a thing for them. They will have a week-long break a lot of the times between games where Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, 
are all going across to European games and getting tighter and tighter and West Ham will start to feel fresher and fresher and it's it's arguably how Leicester won the league right they they knew that there was teams around them that were going for European games and traveling and things like this and they just had to keep going refresh we go again next week and if David Moyes who the much maligned David Moyes can keep that going I'll tell you what these these West Ham boys have got a chance like so it is possible I don't think it'll happen but you can't really write them off entirely it's not not right now I know we normally don't spend so much time talking about the Premier League, but I honestly find this incredibly interesting because when you look at the talent that West Ham has, Declan Rice, who I've never watched and gone, wow, that guy's really good in my life, hmm. but everybody tells me he's really good apparently when I'm not watching. He's on the team. You have Suchek, who is fantastic. He's actually great when I'm watching. Lingard can't stop scoring. Mikel Antonio seems to be like, he's got his own gravitational pull when he's on the field. It's like... The team just clicked. Yeah. It's certainly not a top four team. Dawson and Diop at the back as well are really good together. Especially against Tottenham, they looked really good. Considering they're playing against the likes of Harry Kane, who was completely, felt like completely nullified. I don't think he had a real clear-cut chance in the game, necessarily. Like, And that attack, like Mora, Lamella, Son, Kane, it's a tricky attack to deal with. And, and West Ham looked like it was easy at times, which is quite scary. If you're, a, if you're a Tottenham fan, because the Mourinho <laughs> problems are building. It was easy. Well, if anybody could describe Jesse Lingard's game, I remember him at the Euros 2016. That's the only reason I know he's not young anymore. It's because he yeah. was there. Well, and well, it was well, so easy. Well, it's easy, right? Tottenham dominated the game for large points, but like they, you can dominate a game and never look like winning it. <laughs> Watch Liverpool every week at the moment. Like it just it just doesn't happen. Whereas like I think West Ham had four shots to Tottenham having 20, 70% possession for Tottenham or something like. Despite those numbers, West Ham looked like they were in control of that game. They had, they had the same amount of shots on target. West Ham had 16 fewer. It, it, I mean, Tottenham have got issues. Big, big issues. And one of them is Jose Mourinho. Maybe he's playing football manager for too long. He has it on his well, desktop. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the idea that Mourinho is trying to reload Premier League fixtures and it's just not, just not going for him. For him. Um, what, do you, what do you make of Mourinho? As someone that's watched sort of football from afar as in like it's hard I would, I would argue it's harder for you to maybe follow everything Mourinho based especially yeah. in the last sort of 15 years from his time at Porto to his I know successes his at Chelsea and Inter Milan and obviously and this and now to see him at Tottenham it, it does all still feel a little odd it's a sign that I think his career is is starting to wane is starting to die now I was I back him more than most people, I think. I, I really do back him because there are only so many people that have actually won, like, the things that he's won. You know, there's oh, something to yeah. be said for, it's like, okay, he might not be a great coach in every situation, but this dude is capable of taking you anywhere you want to go if the situation is right, like, if the water temperature is correct. Uh, the problem is that he has a really unique ability to agitate the surface of any water that he's in. I would compare him to, and you're not going to know this, but some people listening will know this. Uh, there's a basketball coach named Tom Thibodeau, uh, and he is abrasive and annoying. He has a certain style that you have to play, but he wins. And sometimes he doesn't. And every time that he doesn't win, it's because something got toxic because somebody didn't want to listen to him or he pissed somebody okay. off. Has he just gone to the Knicks? I, honestly, he he was at the Bulls for a long time, and he bounces around. And what teams do, and I'm not saying Tottenham's one of these teams, 
even though I'm more than happy to have a dig at yeah, them from at, time to time. He's at, the, he's at the Knicks. He's just gone to the New York Knicks, yeah. who are terrible as well. Exactly. So. The bad teams bring him in to kind of right the ship. Gotcha. And I, I think Mourinho might end up being that guy. I think this is his bridge down to like, all of a sudden, Jose Mourinho is going to pop up at Aston Villa or like Sevilla. <laughs> And then he's or, just... or England, England, right? He's going to be England manager in in at least like the next two years. Tell Mourinho me. will be head of the England team. Tell me it's not perfect though. The way he plays no, no, is, and the way is, like the English identity goes around in the game, it's perfect. Defend hard, run around, get the ball up. Harry Kane and his six finger forehead knocking it down. Like you're you're set up for success. I think. I mean, Mourinho yeah, I and think... Kane are good. I, Mourinho's days are numbered at Tottenham. Like uh, they, they expected the pro... <laughs> to do more than they are. Yeah, the problem is for Mourinho is that it, like statistically it's looking bad now. In his first spell at Chelsea, at Porto, he had like a 71 win percentage. Chelsea, 67. Inter, 62. 71 at Real Madrid. He's at Real Madrid. It's slightly different, right? Went to Chelsea, won a title there. 58% win percentage. 58% at Man United, where he did all right. Not terribly. At Tottenham right now, it's 50%. He's won 50% of his games. He's lost 20 of 75. Like It is becoming now... A real like it's it's not untenable because Tottenham have got him on this contract that is so big that is so difficult to pay him off because it's such a such a huge amount of money. When that time comes, though, like for Tottenham, it's who are they going to bring in to replace him? Like often, replacing Mourinho is just as difficult as removing him. So the decisions for Daniel Levy, who is the owner of Tottenham, to make now are so crucial to what happens next with that group of players. Because I think a lot of people look at the Tottenham squad and think there is some real quality in here. Kane obviously being the pinnacle of that. If they get this wrong in the next couple of years, Kane will be looking around thinking, I've got to leave. Like I'm getting late 20s. I've got to go and win something somewhere. And it's when a Manchester United, a Manchester City, a Real Madrid, a Juventus, a Bayern Munich think, he's our next guy, right? Robert Lewandowski, how long's he got? A Bayern thinking we need a new man. Is Harry Kane that guy? I'm, I'm trying to make Trying to make connections. PSG, PSG. If, they, if they lose Mbappe, right? He could go there. Possibly. I'm Something like that. Like, two things. There's two things behind my theory that he ends up at PSG. One, they need a center forward. Two, like, Neymar and Mbappe running around Harry Kane would just be terrifying. The second part is Pochettino's there. Harry Kane True. had his best years with Mauricio Pochettino. Like, all sorts of involved in his career. And he would be able to reunite with him. You are guaranteed like at least two trophies a year in France. So he could get a bunch of winner's medals to like show his grandkids or something when the YouTube clips look out of date that they can watch <laughs> of like Kane's yeah. career. Uh, it, and he'd have a really good shot at a Champions League. Also, I think Neymar and Mbappe would recruit him very heavily because that's probably just the main thing they're missing is some sort of a, a different type of player than Neymar and Mbappe in that front three. It'd be a fascinating. That'd be a fascinating move because Harry Kane strikes me as someone that wants to spend his career in the Premier League, wants to beat Alan Shearer's record of having the most goals in the Premier League, and that's sort of what you're fighting there with your theory, by the way, the idea that Harry Kane could leave the Premier League with the most amount of Premier League goals, and that in this country would mean far more to a player like Harry Kane than going to PSG, winning League One twice, and getting to a final of a Champions League and maybe not winning it, which is like potentially the path. So it's what he would want to do in that scenario. United. What well, going to going to Man United? Yeah, is that what you're suggesting? Well, I think that's I think that makes a lot more sense. I think Pochettino 
should have been taken up by Man United. I, I, I totally get that they've had a better season this year. That Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is proving a lot of people wrong. I think Pochettino is a different standard of manager to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Would have been a better fit. And I don't disagree with your Kane theory that if any man is going to pull Harry Kane away from Tottenham, it's going to be Mauricio Pochettino. And that would be the big move that Man United might have missed out on now. Equally, you might feel like they don't need him because they're doing, you know, they're doing yeah, okay. And but... they've got a, some good young players coming through. But he's different. He's, he's a different... I think kettle of fish, as they say over here. Do they say kettle of fish in? I can't imagine they do. Absolutely not. It? No, it's something about tea. What do you think it's, kettle of fish means? It's the, the, the whole deal. Uh, different kettle of fish. Well, because it's usually phrased that's in a whole, different kettle Yeah, that's a whole other deal. That would be yeah, how I would I guess, say that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We also have, we have another phrase that has something to do with like tea in a harbor, but we'll get to that in the next segment. No, it's time for our final segment, which is the what moment, which, what is that? That's a good question. What? What? <laughs> I, I felt like I needed a jingle. We didn't prearrange that, I realized. <laughs> it, just felt, it just felt right. Yeah. Do, 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 do. No, I was, what? <laughs> you can tell we, we've been practicing the entire break. It's great. <laughs> NASA went to Mars, which it is cool. It's there. I'm still convinced that the aliens are just holding up scenery in front of the camera. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those memes, but that, that's fine. Uh, which brought us to the threshold of a question. And yeah. that question being, there's a Mars colony going up. NASA's shooting off a Mars colony. Good. From Florida. Go home state. And a thousand people are going to Mars. They're, you know, not like hugely expected to die but obviously dangerous we're talking about sailing to the new world dangerous and i'm talking about the viking expedition not that christopher columbus nonsense you guys are going to try and bring up in here but yeah i'm a history major what about it if you were I've got, invited i've got history so oh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Oh, okay oh, that's good i like what you ate for breakfast this morning doesn't count unfortunately i did i'll tell you what, i didn't have captain crunch viewers see now long-term listeners are going to love that reference ah, well he had airheads captain crunch it's a trick <laughs> question <laughs> would you go you got invited nasa says we've checked out the gene pool for some odd reason ben carr has been approved to go to mars as part of this yeah. colony is the one of the e exemplary humans on the face of the earth would you yeah, go? First thing I'll be doing, I'll, I'll be checking what the, the medical requirements are, <laughs> and I'll say, you probably have another look at them if I'm you. Uh, no, no, right, let, let, let me put it this way. People always say, where's your dream destination to go on holiday? And I often go, I'd love to go to Australia. But one bit I don't like about that, Z, is the travelling. And I've got to be oh. honest, Mars is very far. How far is it? Seven months? Yeah, it's a you can't, you million can't, miles, oh. I think. There's only so many times you can go to like the snack bar that's in between the, the economy and the premium sections before, you know, I've seen, I've, I've had a bit of everything from that snack bar. Um, again, medically, off. probably not advised to go to, to, to Mars. Um, I think it's quite a cool thing to do. Quite a lot of risk involved, I feel like. Obviously, if it's safe, a thousand people, you'd have to, you'd have to all be, what, oh, I'll tell you what, if you're part of the family that your family leave you to go to Mars. That says a lot about you, in my opinion. Like, if your whole family now went, Z, we're going to Mars, you're not invited, I you'd mean, be you'd be. I miffed. would be furious. How how is how are both of my younger brothers better specimens to go to bars than me? There's no well, way. That's not, what, okay, that's not what I meant. But uh, well, that's I, I, what I, I would be thinking about. Of, 
Yeah, of course you would be. Sibling rivalry in America, standard standard behaviour. But no, so would you would you want to go? Absolutely. Of course you'd want to go. Absolutely. I'm yeah, I'm a glutton for for adventure for the like I've gone bungee jumping I've uh, gone I've jumped out of a plane I like I've snorkeled the Great Barrier Reef like I it does not count that doesn't even belong in the same sentence as the other two I anyway. was gonna say two of them are jumping out of huge distances one is swimming so yeah, hey uh, there was I couldn't see any land you know they said watch out for sharks before we jumped in the current was mildly strong it was terrifying um yeah. i did go caving one time in new zealand actually we went caving uh which was bizarre and very dark um yeah shocking i know was this was this a chat about nasa was it, anyone else? yeah well I'm, I'm 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 providing my credentials for yes obviously i would well, so go. far we're just flicking through zealand's family holiday album currently yeah <laughs> no uh, and, he's done. Yeah, and we went to china one time we walked in the great wall yeah it was Where's your, where's your favorite place to go? So obviously Mars is up there. You want to go to Mars, but where's your favorite would, place you've yeah. ever been? I, I crave, and if I was like from a couple hundred years ago, I would have totally wanted to be an explorer. I crave like going, doing new things. Um, favorite place that I've ever been then. Uh, yeah. Iceland is gorgeous. And for most people that are listening to this, not tremendously far away. Um, no, Reykjavik. Head over to Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykjavik, uh, which I crunched the numbers with a couple of my friends one time. 19 of the 23 players in the Icelandic national team were born in one city, Reykjavik. I love that. Very cool. It is. Very cool. Uh, so they all just kind of grew up. They were the only 19 kids in the entire city. It's amazing. Uh, population, 300. Yeah. We, well, the thing is, as an England fan, we know about all this when they knocked us out of the European Championships <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> and every single Icelandic stat was brought out. Yeah, not, not ideal. About how, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So Iceland. No, well, China is the most interesting. By far far the most yeah. interesting i've not been to china i've i've been to parts of europe and america but i've not been to china i don't i don't know if i'd get on with china to be honest. the food the but food is the toughest part we tore down a pizza hut in beijing after like three weeks of rice and rice i we got a cheesy crust pizza okay and it was Call attention here. Yeah. The <laughs> I'm trying to pick a PG word to describe this cheesy crust no, pizza. Just, just bleep it. That doesn't matter, does it? Oh, dude, it was it was orgasmic, Ben. Oh, was it? I thought it was. I don't know about you, listeners. I thought it was going to be terrible. Oh no 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 but no no. No, a three weeks of like rice and fish and rice and beef and rice and yeah chicken. And we grow up in the, in the wet, particularly I'm talking about people that, you know, in Europe, in, in certain parts of Europe and in the United States where you eat like a different type of food every night. It's like Italian and then boom, you have your Americanized yeah, Chinese definitely. or whatever. You got a burger, you got like some roast chicken, whatever. There, they just, there isn't the variety. And so when we finally got back to Beijing and we were like, we are going to f Pizza Hut. Like we are going to Pizza Hut. And the tour guide was like, okay. We were not supposed to go to Pizza Hut. We just like overrode the bus. Wow. And we went to Pizza is... Hut and had a cheesy we like dominant we took over the entire upstairs of the Beijing Pizza Hut and just one of the most American stories I've ever heard. This is sensational. So did you have did you just a pizza or did you uh, have again this I, no, I had the about Mars? I had the I'll tell you what, if you if you tuned in wanted to hear about space travel, you are disappointed. So go on, tell me about this pizza. Is, what else did you have? As long as there's a Pizza Hut on Mars, I'm going. Okay, so no. that's one of the requirements. 
Well, there's a, pizza a thousand hut. people. I feel like there's enough people there to make a pizza. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. They'd have to sponsor that, though. I can only imagine. Whereas I would, I would much rather KFC. Anyway, um, he's <laughs> no, in the corporate <laughs> tank. This apologies, to everybody. So no, so <laughs> back to back to Mars very quickly. Seven month trip. Right. You get you get to Mars. Mm-hmm. Do you go with it at that, at that point? Have they already built it up a little bit, or are you there to, you know, really start a new uh, a new colony? I, is that the is that the plan? I think the idea is that you like a thousand people is the rough number thrown around because you need like some construction workers. You need you know you need a doctor. You need um. Uh, a couple of military police officers. You need a mayor. You need a few bureaucrats. Like there's this. The people. Have, I can't imagine a mayor's that high up. No, well, you I, need I somebody. You need is. somebody to run the place. Yeah, Elon will do that. They won't. Uh, so, do you want Elon? Are you going if Elon Musk is the mayor? I'm not going. I'm going to the pizza in Beijing. I got. <laughs> I got I've heard about this, but it's not as far as Mars. <laughs> Apparently, it's, it's, it's orgasmic. It's about the same distance, actually. That, you're going to talk about a long flight. L.A. to Beijing is 15 hours on a plane. Yeah, forget it. I think going to Australia is like 20 from here. You've got, you've got to go via Tokyo. And yeah. again, the travel. And, and the worst bit is they're not going to fly from London, are they? So I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to fly to Texas first. Or Florida, is it's it? Florida, Florida. It's Florida, yeah. Yeah, fly to Florida to begin with. Uh, who's paying for that? I'm assuming oh, I'm, I'm, Colo- Elon. Elon's paying for it. Well, in which case, I'm starting to... I'll come around. And then what's on the ship which goes there? I what don't think... Are I there? don't think anybody... It's like an international space station traveling at speed, I think. Yeah, with a thousand people on it. What's well, a big one? Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't, you'd hope so. <laughs> you want <it> to be... <laughs> you like, yeah, you're sharing a room with ten people. And the most disturbing thing about the international space station that just weirds me out is that mm. you have to strap yourself in to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that is odd. Do you like the films like Interstellar and Gravity oh, and things like this? Have you seen I all love these films? I, love, I do. I do like those. I'm obvious for better or worse, and undeserved. Armageddon. I, I'm in, I enjoy the thinking. I, I enjoy thinking. I like thinking. Interstellar is one of my favorite movies because it's so it's very good. Yeah, it's so different in the way that what well, just portrays. It tries to portray accurately this sort of stuff that you don't think about or encounter in a oh, movie like Star Wars. Have we seen The Martian? Yes. Oh. That is, I've sat, up, I've sat up in my chair. I'm so excited. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite films that I've seen in like the last ten years, easily. Matt Damon in the Martian. If you've not seen The Martian, it apparently is like scientifically one of the most accurate. Basically, they, they go to Mars and then uh, he. I don't want to ruin it. Okay, so the first, the first fifteen minutes of the film, he gets left on Mars on his own. His crew leave him, thinking that he's sort of perished, and then he has to start his own little world on Mars. It's but it's, um, it's brilliant. It's not as bad as I made it sound. <laughs> Believe me, it's very, very good. It's, it's, so if you've not seen The Martian... Yeah, it's similar to it. Interstellar in a lot of ways where it's just like it's surviving out in the universe. Oh, amazing. Really good. That's my, that, that, And that's Ben's Film of the Week. <laughs> can, we start, can we start doing that? Dun, 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 dun. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just felt like we were doing an outro. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Okay, we'll see you next week. I'm going to Mars. (laughs)